0: I'm Mirza, and I really wish Cher was my second mom.
1: And I'm Pooja. I'm the biggest Scorpio in Prospect Heights. So true.
0: Do you have problems that you think are really important, but other people don't really want to hear about?
1: These are problems that your therapist has told you to move on from.
0: We're here to give you advice on all of them, from the nothing burger to the everything burger. Like, did you accidentally make eye contact with your boss in the Equinox steam room?
1: Scandalous. Do you hate the soap in your in-laws' bathroom?
0: Are you afraid to run outside because you have terrible form?
1: Does your boyfriend keep making out with his dog that has terrible breath and then trying to kiss you?
0: Well, if you've experienced any of these problems, you may qualify for our advice. A
1: quick disclaimer, we are not trained professionals. If you do take our advice, please take with
0: caution. Proceed with caution, because we are The, the Problem, problem solvers. solvers.
1: Hey Mirs, how are you?
0: Hey Pooh you know, I'm living the dream. How are you?
1: I'm well. It's a 80 degree day in New York City.
0: I'm telling you, when it's above 80 degrees in this city, people go feral.
1: Absolutely. Me
0: included. I was foaming at the mouth before I got here. Like yeah. it was just, just yeah, amazing when wa- outside.
1: <laughs> when I walked up to the studio, you just had your mouth open next to a fire hydrant that was bursting.
0: Isn't that the most New York thing you've ever heard? A bursting fire hydrant on an 85 degree day? Yeah, it
1: was incredible.
0: <laughs> I love that. Oh, my gosh. Um, what is going on with you this week? We need to catch up. what's 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 plaguing you, my dear?
1: Oh man. Well, I'm trying to look inward a bit. And okay. I think that my biggest issue is that I am chronically late.
0: I can attest to that because you were late sheer moments ago,
1: <laughs> yeah. I was thirty minutes late to this recording. And that's,
0: that's good. That's good for you. I think. Oh, my <laughs> God. No, I think
1: 30 minutes is my max. Yeah. No, this is
0: actually your worst. Yeah. You've hit, you've hit rock
1: bottom. <laughs> I have. I have. And and this is like I've had I've had a week where I have just been chronically late to everything, to every engagement. Where and do you think that comes from? Well, I mean, we can go back. (laughs) We can go back. Take it back, back.
0: babe, take it back.
1: (laughs) Totally, I mean, oh man. Well, growing up, I was always (laughs) late to everything because my parents were always late. Were you
0: born late?
1: You know what? I think so.
0: Honestly, it checks out. When you sit, when we take it back, we take it back all the way. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think I was born late. I was always the one who was getting dropped off to school at 7.29 when I needed to be there at 7.30. Oh boy. I had the most attentions I ever got in school was for being late in the morning. You
0: got demerits. They were like, if you're late a 45th consecutive day. <laughs>
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's like in-school suspension or whatever. And I'm like, well, that's just, yeah. So I'm trying to just figure that out. I'm trying to figure out how to not be so late. Like, I know that there are all these, like, hacks and things that I can do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, working backwards from the time that I need to leave my house and then how long is it going to take me to get ready? And But I don't know. I just feel like everything inevitably takes me, like, 30 minutes to an hour longer Mm -hmm. than... I intended for it to. Mm -hmm. So that's my problem.
0: Your your problem is your chronic lateness.
1: Yeah, my problem is that I'm chronically late and I wanna be a better friend, I wanna be a better citizen of the world and stop showing up late to everything.
0: Here is a potential solution for you. Okay, so you should set reprimands for yourself if you are late Mm -hmm. to functions, events, scheduled um, meetings. You should just set like a, I don't know. There's probably an app for this, and if not, someone should come up with this idea because I think it should be an app that is timed to that is connected to your bank account, okay, and also connected to your calendar and your physical location. (laughs) It's really, uh, you know, it's 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 a cross-platform, it's a totalitarian app, (laughs) and it basically tracks where you are, and if you show up late to where you're supposed to be. It withdraws $100 from your checking account and donates it to an NGO that specializes in Being on time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's funny that you say that because there definitely is a financial implication with being late. Like, I was so late that I had to take an Uber to come here, which was $35. I was going to
0: say, there's $37, right? Yeah, Yeah,
1: absolutely. If you tip, I guess. Yeah. If I had planned this properly, I could have taken the subway and spent $2.75. The subway does take 45 minutes versus the 25 minutes in the car. But I don't know. I just... I was late. I was getting, I was doing my hair. Yeah. I was doing my makeup.
0: Yeah. Well, you I was gotta, you steaming gotta
1: get, you, my outfit. Like steamed. A big, yeah. Well, that was a big reason why I was late today is I was already going to be five to 10 minutes late to this recording, which is usual. That's the
0: built in. That's yeah. the built in. Yeah.
1: That's the ready standard. Being yeah. Five to 10 minutes late that's to everything. That's the New York
0: standard, really. Like you could be up to 15 to 17 minutes late to something. And like, what are you going to do? Rep? Like be angry? <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it's like all so much of the time it's not your fault because mm. it's like the F train just like j- decides to not show up. <sighs> that f- train. <laughs> yeah, truly. <laughs> but today, as I was leaving uh, the house, I accidentally knocked over my steamer oh, no. and all the water poured out of it, which- Onto the floor? Yes, onto oh, the floor. La, la. Onto the floor of my very warped wooden floors already. So I was like, okay, if I don't clean this up right now, then the whole- Fucking ceiling's gonna buckle at this point. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> it was the universe telling you it's time to mop, babe. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I said to my boyfriend as I was leaving the house. I was like, Well, the good news is that the floors are gonna be clean. He goes with that water. Oh, and I was like, Oh gosh. Cause gosh. I don't know. Famously, steaming steamers like can Nasty? get moldy Ew. and get a little gross. And mine needs to be cleaned out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's like knocking a humidifier. Right, it's like
1: knocking a humidifier over. It's like that's not clean water.
0: (laughs) Yeah, oh my gosh, or like the water in a diffuser or something. Yeah, like that's not clean. I had a friend recently accidentally drink diffuser water. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, he knows who he is, and Mm. I love him dearly, but he has his moments. (laughs) Yeah, that's
1: just almost as bad as um, one time in high school. I was at a party, and this happened to me in college as well because I famously went to college in kentucky but yes people dipped there do you, are you familiar with dipping culture like putting tobacco like a, a little piece no. yeah some tobacco in the front of your lip Oh, la, la. and it gives you like an insane head high so it's like instead of smoking a cigarette or mm. doing some other jewel like does it make your gums a- dissolve i mean definitely it leads to mouth cancer oh, it leads la, la. to all sorts of bad things there's you know it's i would not recommend this at all but people it was just normal people dipped there and um what they do is like you 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 the you have the dip in your lip and then your mouth salivates and so with the saliva you don't you don't swallow the tobacco saliva you spit it out and into a cup and they call it your you know dip spit and it's typically like a 44-ounce Sonic cup or like, you know, a cup from McDonald's, like a big large sweet tea cup from McDonald's. And one time at a party, I took a sip of it thinking that it was soda.
0: Who know? Who
1: know? I did. And um, I've. I honestly, it gives me full body chills to this day.
0: I, I'm different after hearing that, like that's wild. (laughs) That was a moment
1: that definitely changed my, didn't even change my like mental brain chemistry, it changed my body physiology. I'm like,
0: my tongue wants to fall out of my mouth hearing that. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: disgusting, I cannot believe it. But so many people I know dipped when I was growing up. Their
0: spirit is with you. Those yeah. people, the everyone, everyone's spirit from that cup is now part of you. Exactly, You are. It was so, kind of a
1: communal experience if you think about
0: it. I cannot. I'm different. I'm different <laughs> after hearing that. I cannot. I I, I have experienced secondhand PTSD for me just now.
1: <laughs> I know. That happened like over 15 years oh, ago no, and no. I'm like.
0: It's fresh in our minds yeah, now.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. That's wild. Um. Well, what's your favorite kind of dip? Like, I really like, you know, that spicy fake queso that people are, you know. Rotel. Wrote, I think I had some of that recently. And have you ever had Velveeta?
1: You, bitch, I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> yes, I've had Velveeta. <laughs> I have been to many a Super Bowl party. Uh, okay, Many yes, a with, the, with the
0: Velveeta dip. Uh,
1: some of us didn't go to freaking <laughs> Croatian boarding school, okay?
0: Uh, Velveeta dip, I recently tried. <laughs> and can I tell you, that wasn't so bad but it also wasn't so great. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: It's definitely uh, not food. It's, it's definitely No,
0: I rem- It's a synthetic material. <laughs> <laughs> it's it reminds me of that stuff on Nickelodeon that the, the slime. slime. It remind like I was putting my chip into it and I was like lifting it and like there was an elasticity to the velveta. Um yeah. it reminded me of that movie Flubber with Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I enjoyed it 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 definitely coated my insides mm-hmm, let's say mm-hmm. with whatever um but i would say that was that's my most recent favorite dip
1: mm, yeah when i was growing up we would go to you know all the chain restaurants and one of my favorite appetizers at a chain restaurant is a good spinach and artichoke dip
0: oh lo, lo, yeah that sounds good
1: yeah with some really good tortilla chips oh
0: hello and like or, or some have...
1: bread some crusty bread oh,
0: some cheesecake factory bread
1: yeah cheesecake factory bread yeah
0: that'll 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 do you good.
1: That'll soak up some. That'll
0: soak up something. That'll, that'll, that'll soak up that'll, the dip.
1: That'll <laughs> soak up the 42 ounce Long Island iced tea that you can yeah, get there. So,
0: absolutely, that will make you immobile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to, um, you know, ev- evaporate home. I don't know <laughs> if that, that stuff knocks you out. Um, interesting, okay. Well, you know, I like to eat dip, but I don't like to dip spit.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: It's like that's just my that's my preference. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't know how to solve your tardiness. I really I, I don't, but I would just say you need to set some kind of self consequences. I do like maybe here's okay, every time that you're late to somewhere, you have to Venmo me five dollars.
1: Oh no, you don't need the money. <laughs> I don't
0: they where it's a side business, we're diversifying our revenue streams. Okay.
1: <laughs> Wait, that's actually true though, because it's like it would make me so mad yeah. to just pay You'd you. You'd hate money. to pay
0: me five dollars if you're late. Totally. Which I think would be a perfect consequence for your tardiness. That's true.
1: <laughs> I would almost be early. <laughs> yeah, you. One would say I would, I would be have early. to owe you. Yeah. You'd
0: be like an hour early everywhere. Totally. <laughs> that could be a fun little game that we play. Yeah. Uh, no, I can't wait to hear that cha-ching <laughs> on, on my <laughs> phone. <laughs> problem solved.
1: Oh. <laughs> you are so cute right now. It's killing me. Oh. <sighs> okay, mirrors. What's your problem of the week?
0: I keep ripping my pants. Oh. I have a hole in my pants right now.
1: Gaines. Do you see it? Oh my god, you do.
0: <laughs> I it's been really embarrassing walking on the subway today and just commuting here and general existing. I put these pants on, and this morning I went to get an iced coffee and I had to put the iced coffee down and it was on like a low table, so it made me bend over. And when I bent over, my pants ripped. Oh god. <laughs> and that was five and a half hours ago. So oh and I have god. not had a chance to change my pants. But there is a large gaping hole, and it's warm outside. So I'm wearing, you know, minimal underwear. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pretty much I'm 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 naked.
1: Wow, yeah. and you're chafing, I'm sure. And
0: well, I'm ch- I'm I've been trying to walk a bit bow legged, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the thigh chafing going on, you know, because like the the cotton on the bare skin is not, you know, when it's rubbing, it doesn't feel good.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. It is like we mentioned it's 80. It's over 80 degrees in New York right now, which is chafing weather yeah
0: no it really is but it's actually been nice having a hole on my thigh because the breeze I understand why dresses are good like this is like I feel like probably a similar experience um, in somewhat yeah (laughs) I
1: love wearing dresses in the summer but my requirement is that I have to wear bike shorts under them one for the chafing two for the you know I don't want like a for the glow three to get ready and four to go you don't know (laughs) what's that
0: that from I don't know
1: (laughs) I don't know but I'm going Sort of like you.
0: space jam anyway.
1: I love it. Well, yeah, I, I'm <laughs> I always want to avoid like a Marilyn Monroe moment because mine would be less oh, Marilyn, yeah. more just like
0: more Monroe.
1: Yeah, more something unflattering <laughs> oh, and unfortunate. Yeah.
0: That happens sometimes to me when I wear like button-ups um mm-hmm. outside in the summer and it can get breezy, and then just the button-up just like, you know, just mm-hmm. does like a little flip-up, and you're like, wow.
1: Look at me. Is this the first pair of pants you've ripped?
0: No, this is a recurring issue, much like your lateness. This nope. is a chronic problem <laughs> for me. <laughs>
1: <Jesus>.
0: <laughs> um, I this happens in the life cycle of the pants that I wear, um, and especially lately because I've been going to the gym more, so I'm actually like getting bigger, which I kind of like. Oh. Um, I'm trying to, you know, bulk for the summer.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know if
0: that's how you're supposed to do it. I think you're supposed to bulk for the winter and cut for the summer. But I'm bulking (laughs) for the summer, Um, uh, and my pants like it's definitely gotten tighter around the thighs and the booty area because I've been doing my squats, Um, and you know, things are just growing. Wow. So my my pants ripped because he's a growing boy. He's a growing boy. Um, So I guess. I'm facing a gay dilemma because this is you know there's there's a couple of dilemmas in the gay world. One of them is related to our clothing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's when we graduate from small to a medium.
1: Oh and
0: that's a big moment in a gay man's career, in his career of homosexuality, okay? okay? because we don't want to you know we keep wearing those small shirts until we just cannot do it anymore. <laughs> until they just rip like the whole, ah, you know? Or your pants just start ripping, you know? And then you're like, it's time to graduate from an S to an M.
1: Interesting. And you feel like if you do graduate to a medium that it'll be like too baggy on you, Yeah, because
0: or... I, you know, pers- my personal preference is to wear tighter clothes. I mean, not like skinny, skinny jeans, but just like form-fitting, you know? Yeah. Um, And when you graduate a size, It just, I feel, doesn't look as nice because you haven't like, it's like the biggest version of a medium. I Do you know what I'm saying? And you're starting at a baby medium and you're like, oh, okay, this is not gonna look good.
1: No, I completely understand that. I actually just bought some shirts from Uniqlo recently Mm. and I tried them on when I got home and they were a little baggy. Mm -hmm. And on one hand, I was like, On one hand, I was debating actually like taking them back and going down a size. Mm. So they were like, yeah, so they fit me better. Yeah. But on the other hand, I don't do my laundry because I send my laundry out. I don't have laundry in my building. Oh, yeah, same. I love my laundromat. I have a, a deeper relationship with my laundromat than I do many people in New York nice. like I have been using them since I moved here and wow. I've moved lived in three different apartments all in the same all radius. All orbiting the
0: same place. Yeah
1: and I've somehow stayed in their delivery range but all that to say is that even though I love them they mm. have their faults of which course. is they shrink my stuff. All the time. Yes and they definitely lose stuff because.
0: Buttons are missing.
1: Well yeah I mean they don't damage it thankfully but Sometimes I get other people's stuff, which just leads me to believe, what am I missing? If Mm. I'm receiving this person's sock or undershirt, then where is my sock or or undershirt? And I just don't really think about it in the moment until I get someone else's clothes. And then it just stresses me out a little bit. I'm like, what's going on here? So
0: what is your advice for me and my ripping pants?
1: Sometimes I like to salvage my pants and take them to a tailor Mm. and have them like, patch where it ripped because i actually also have that problem yeah i've in when i get like more distressed or vintage jeans yeah um they for some reason i think they i don't know what what it is with the material but the the thighs always rip along the inseam Mm. for me too Mm. um and so i've gotten them patched up a couple times and then other times it's like too obvious so i just have to like recycle them for sure I don't even know, but um, turn them into a pillow, a jean pillow. Yes, a
0: shower curtain.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so... Oh, Lord. That would be crazy. Oh, my God. That's, that, a, that's so, be so limited cool. to... That's so Delia's.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. I don't know why that uh, reminds me of that Pussycat um, Dolls movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? Josie and the Pussycat? No, oh, Pussycat? yeah. yeah it reminds yeah. me of that. I don't know why. Yeah, Very, like, yeah. 2001.
1: For sure. Yeah. Okay, so... You, yeah, I would say that you should either get the pants like stitched and yeah. and um, get them fixed, or you should get new pants in the sides up and then get them tailored to your size.
0: It sounds like there's work involved in both sides, Yeah, both options.
1: Unfortunately, yes. Yes.
0: I think I'm going to just go buy new pants. I think I'm going to throw these, recycle these. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to buy new ones. Um, summer's here, so maybe linen instead of a cotton, mm. and maybe in a couple colors. You know, one of my friends in the city, he has a stylist. He's just so fabulous. Mm. And one time, I went to his apartment while he was at kind of the tail end of his styling appointment. And it, bless the stylist's hearts. they're just like working away. They're like, "You look great in this, and this, and this, and this." <clears throat> my friend is like asking, like, "Do you like good in this? Is this good for our trip?" Is this? and I was like, "This." Is such a convenient thing to have a stylist who just like gives you what to wear. Yeah, like I would love to be able to wake up and not have to think about what I want to wear.
1: You, totally. Yeah, I've really considered doing a capsule closet for that reason. Where do you know mean? what that? Oh, no. okay. Educate me. I think you probably have a capsule closet just from based on seeing what you wear and and knowing your style. Mm. But capsule closet is essentially like you have four or five shirts, then you have like. Three pants and they all go together mm. and you could you swap them in and out accordingly yeah. like and it's all one similar aesthetic like you do wear clothes do of all one that. aesthetic yeah I so do. whereas like i think for me i'm i'm i think i'm growing out of this i'm i don't like to wear a lot of like flowery patterns mm-hmm. or pattern stuff just because it's like growing out of it i think that like solid colors look nicer. I have a lot of anxiety. Like when I used to work in an office, Mm. it would be so arduous for me to wake up and like make a business professional outfit. Yeah, And I think the way to get over that hump of how do you dress yourself is like, just get making a capsule closet where everything can go together and you don't have to like mix and match. But that's why I like jumpsuits so much. And that's why I wear all those like flashy jumpsuits on stage because it's just one piece of clothing.
0: Right. It's so easy, except when you have to pee.
1: Oh well, when you have to pee, you have to you're pee, just it's gonna be butt naked. Thing.
0: You're just gonna be butt naked, uh you know, jumpsuit down to your ankles, just like just to pee.
1: Praying for praying. Yeah. <laughs> praying for dear life yeah. in the stall of the bathroom of oh a comedy gosh. club, just butt naked. Yeah. Minutes before getting on stage. Nice. Do not recommend.
0: Sounds like a, a stressful moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it won't zip up. I have to get on stage. It won't zip si- it's stuck. Oh, totally. Oh my gosh. I've
1: definitely like popped a button on something. I've, uh, yeah. has gone stuck. But I think women have good.
0: You have a good, I, I on the other hand walk around with my fly open all the time accidentally. Oh and no. And sometimes I will come home after a long day and literally be like, wow, that was down the whole day. <laughs> And here I thought people were looking at me because I looked good, and they were like, "Man, that guy is a fool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if someone in public saw you and and said, "Hey, your fly's down." People
0: don't do that in New York. They just stare.
1: I know, but I, it, I I do wonder what the etiquette for that is because there have been situations where I've seen where someone had something in their teeth or their fly was, I was down. Just
0: thinking that yeah.
1: And like, what is the etiquette there? Like, is it okay to if correct I, someone or to be like, Hey, by the way, you know, because it's like if it's a man, especially if it's like a man where I don't am not a friend to them or if it's someone of the opposite gender and I'm not friends with them already, I feel uncomfortable being like your flies down because then it's like, oh, were you looking at me or is this a come on or.
0: Yeah. If I saw a piece of spinach in your teeth. But girl, you got a piece of spinach in your teeth. If I saw a co-worker of mine have spinach in their teeth, I wouldn't say a thing. Yeah. Because I'd be like, it's not my place, but I do see it. And I am staring at it every single time you say anything.
1: Oh, I hate that. I
0: know. But it's just the reality of how I think humans are. And, you know, Unless you're super, super close with, you know, I mean, if I'm super close with any of my co-workers, I'll be like, girl, you got some spinach or guy, you've got some spinach in your teeth. But I wouldn't do it to like. Someone who I'm not close with.
1: No, for sure. And I agree. Like, I think if someone I wasn't close with, did, like, called me out for something like that on my appearance, it would be catch me off guard and make me feel extremely 100%. like self-conscious and a little uncomfortable and then I think I would get in my head about it. But on the other hand, I think I would just be happy to know.
0: No, I agree. I think it's different if a friend tells you that there's something wrong like your flies down or something's on your face because when a friend tells you, they want you to be like perfect. I'll tell you, mm-hmm. they'll tell you if there's like the smallest thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel if a stranger tells you, "Oh, you have something" then it must be catastrophic for them to have to like break that fourth wall with yeah, you. <laughs> totally. It's like, oh my God, I'm missing a tooth. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, totally. yeah. Uh, but when a friend does it, like they'll, you know, uh, they would be like, you have a white speck on your eyebrow or something like mm-hmm. that um, because they're looking out for you. But I do mm-hmm. think if a stranger says it, it's like <laughs> something has ha- gone awry. <laughs> totally. Yeah.
1: All right, Mirza. Well, I think we solved your problem.
0: I, I We at least tried. <laughs> so that's good. Problem <laughs> solved. solved. Should we get into the problem from the caller?
1: Yes, absolutely. Let's do it.
0: So I've had a few re- dates or short-term relationships where a strike against me has been that I haven't been in a long-term relationship. And I've been truthful with the other person that it's not for like a want, but more because I hadn't like prioritized relationships in the past because of my career. Can you help me navigate ahead of positions to future partners when it comes up? My first reaction to this is that the caller sounds maybe rather picky or overly selective if he's he's never been in a long-term relationship.
1: I don't know. I disagree.
0: Go ahead. I disagree
1: because (laughs) I think people are in different scenarios in their life and different phases. I think people are in different phases of their life Mm -hmm. and you know, especially if you're doing something like medical school or you are on like a path that you are, you know, school is your number one priority, your profession is your number one priority and you're moving around a lot, like you have to go to residency, then you have to move to another city to do like this fellowship. And Mm -hmm. if you don't meet someone on that track, then you're gonna end up being single. Like I feel like I have a lot of really successful friends who, want to be with someone but Mm -hmm. are in their mid 30s and they haven't met that person yet just because they haven't been in the same city long enough to actually like go deep and make that connection with someone.
0: Yeah, you have I think you have to have a home base to set roots before you can kind of extend yourself to others in a romantic um, or dating way. I think that's totally true. Yeah. Um, And very reasonable of you to react that way. I think that that was very Taurus energy of you to, to kind of to give that reasonable reaction. You know, I I do have to say that I have been on a dating spree the past few months, which you know are privy to all the details too, obviously. And it is kind of a red flag for me when there is that first on that first date. During that first date, you're getting to know that person. You're checking their emotional maturity. And can they you know handle a conversation or are, are they interested in you do they ask questions and the date inevitably always gets to that point where you ask the other person so what's your dating history like or what's your relationship history what's your love what's your love history and sometimes people will be like i've been in a couple relationships i've been in one long relationship and it ended i've been in a series of two to three year relationships And then there is that subset of people who say, I've never really been in a long-term relationship. And sometimes their response is because they've been in school or something, like you said. Or they're just like, I just haven't found the right person to to spend that that much time with. Which I actually find to be a very admirable way of looking at it. Like people are very discerning and Mm -hmm. protective of their time. And I think that's also an interesting way of looking at it. But if I'm being honest, it is a red flag to me when someone says, They've never been in a long-term relationship.
1: I hear you, no. definitely. Like, if you've been actively dating for years and you're putting yourself out there and, yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Like, and and I think that's fair when you are dating to want to be with someone who has been in a relationship. Yeah. I don't think that, like, like because… Your first relationship is like it's the first pancake. You're you're figuring out who you it's are. the Sweetest
0: bite. oh, my God. No, oh la la. Jeez. If you put enough syrup on it, you know, always use syrup.
1: <laughs> I, no, I'm not co-signing this. Um, I'm not
0: sexualizing pancakes. I'm just <laughs>
1: saying
0: that I like a little no, syrup I'm, no, on my I'm pancakes. Just saying, I don't think it makes sense. I like a little <laughs> syrup on my pancakes.
1: I think people's first relationship can be like the first pancake. Like you're really just figuring things out. You're figuring out who you are in a relationship, what kind of partner you're going to be. And, you know, people aren't perfect. You don't get it right. And I think that like with each progressive relationship that I've been in, I've become a better partner and understood what I want better. I feel like I've picked a better person for myself each time. And. I've been grateful for that, like, time and space to learn things. And I don't really see those relationships as failed relationships because I'm like, well, it just, it got me close. Yeah, it got me closer to where I am now, which I'm extremely happy with this person and who I am in this relationship.
0: I love that so much. And I totally agree with you that I think not maybe the more relationships you're in, the more that you learn, but the more quality of relationships that you're in, like, and I do see quality in a long-term relationship if you can, you know, make it healthy and, and and work. I think you learn a lot from that. Even if you're just in one, you learn so much of what it means to, like, go through that really, like, intense honeymoon phase where all you're doing is, like, talking and, like, fucking and just, like, you know, whatever, hanging out. And then you kind of transition into that more, like, steady state relationship where you're dating you know, it's not all about the sex, um, like it was in the first few months, and you're like, well, let's go on a trip, or like, let's meet our parents, or like, Mm -hmm. let's, um, you know, uh, do other activities, and then also have sex. But, you know, and then, you know, you also, and then to really maintain a long-term relationship, and not a lot of people get there, is like, after even that middle phase, like the long-term, like Mm -hmm. how do you sustain that? How do you show interest? How do you show care? Compassion, empathy, like that's where that's the hard part. Um, So TLDR, I agree with you. The other thing is, and this is what I've said um, to gay men, a lot of gay men in New York City, and this is going to be specific to being gay and is my opinion and my perspective only, even though I know I'm going to be read to filth for saying this, but you know, what's new? So I think in the gay world, there are three ages to gay men, Mm. especially in New York City. This Mm -hmm. is even more specific to gay men in New York City. They have three ages. They have their earth age, how long they've been alive. Okay. They have their number of years lived in New York. And then they have how long they've been out of the closet. Yeah. Those are the three ages to gay men in New York City. And anytime I see someone on a dating profile or I meet someone or we're talking... I always try to find out those three numbers and the average of those numbers is their true age. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe not the average, but for example, if you're dating somebody that's too young for you, which I do think that's possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not judging anyone that's in, you know, relationships where there's a significant age difference. But, you know, there is sometimes too young, I think. Um, at least for me, and, um, y- you know, that person's not right for you. Let's say they've lived in New York for 15 years. That person might be, you know, somebody who has had a lot of experiences in the city. They've sort of, like, lived. They've seen a lot of a lot of just, like, city stuff. Um, but let's say they haven't been out of the closet for very long. I think that is somebody that still has a lot of experience to have in the gay world, Mm -hmm. do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't make them undateable by any means, but just for me personally, I...
1: It's a not right now. It's
0: a not right now. For me personally, I'd be hesitant. I would never say no, never, but I would be hesitant to date someone that just came out of the closet. Just, I obviously support all of that and everyone should express themselves and and come out of the closet, but I would be hesitant to date somebody who's just out of the closet as a gay man in New York because I think that they have a lot of... Things to do, things to experience, um, and my want of a long-term relationship or a romantic relationship probably isn't right for them or for me at that moment, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's how I see that. Um, so that's that's what I think about the three, three, eight, three gay ages in New York, and I think that that kind of relates to um, the caller sort of, you know, not having been in a long-term relationship and sort of how that lack of experience might contribute to kind of a similar reaction.
1: I definitely have empathy for the caller because they mentioned their career was a priority for them. And that was a reason why they might not have pursued dating and found someone and kind of gotten to the next level with someone. So that makes sense. But I also have empathy for the people who are dating them and who are giving them that feedback that they like that they're looking for someone whom Has is maybe on their second relationship or their third relationship. Um, because you don't ever want to be someone's first relationship, to be honest, in your 30s, or like that's my experience. My first relationship was when I was like in my was in college, and I think that was important and good, but like. Traumatic, like I think, just one hundred percent. He was bad. I was bad. Like we, we, we didn't. We needed to leave that relationship in college.
0: It sounded like everything was on fire. <laughs> yeah, it was a house
1: on fire. It was a house on fire. And I think you're allowed to have those types of 100%. relationships, but having those in when you're in your thirties, mm-hmm. it's like, oh God, I know who has the energy for that. I don't
0: know. I was just in a relationship that was a house on fire. So yes, that um I can tell you, it's not ideal in your thirties. Yeah. <laughs> So, poo. What is your p on the caller situation?
1: I get that people are unfairly putting a stain on you, or they're unfinished. Yeah, I I get that people are unfairly like counting you out because you might not have been in a long term relationship before. But I don't know. I think like if you have a legitimate reason for it and you're able to explain a bit more your perspective, then any reasonable person would want to still give you a chance. Like, I'm sure you're a catch. Everyone is a catch in their own way because we all meet people who match us in different ways, right? Like, you may not be a catch for me, but I'm sure you're a catch for someone else. So you are very worthy of love. You're very worthy of a relationship. And I'm sorry that you're getting this pushback when you're out there dating, but to be like, To play devil's advocate for the other people, we get it. Like, yeah. So I think just make sure that you have like a solid story when you're going into these dates and when you're in the third, fourth date conversation with these people, and this is coming up, like, have a compelling enough and accurate enough story that genuinely describes what your dating history has been and why you've been single.
0: I love that. That was so. Dr. Sue of you. That was amazing. <laughs> um, well,
1: yeah, Mirs, what's your P on the situation?
0: Well, I don't know how I'm going to follow that, but that was that was, that was was Oscar worthy. Oh. Tony EGOT. That was an EGOT. <laughs> EGOT answer. I love that. Um, my P on the situation is I think he probably is not doing a good job of selling himself and sort of, talking about why he's a great guy and sort of what his goals are um to other people um which maybe doesn't allow him to get deep with a lot of 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 others maybe they just don't get to know him um I don't know um but I I think yeah maybe it's a communication thing maybe it's an articulation thing of sort of what he's interested in I do find a lot of times in like the dating world it's now very acceptable just to say, I don't really know what I'm looking for or I'm figuring out what I'm looking for, which is a little bit of like a carte blanche to just do whatever you want and kind of, you know, be somewhat aimless. Um, But, you know, I think that can only work for so long before you sort of have to eventually do that work of figuring out what you want um, because it does impact other people when you kind of like operate with no goal.
1: Yeah, and it seems like our caller wants a long-term relationship, but it seems like they have a branding problem.
0: A hundred percent. And who is better at branding than you and I? We (laughs) should help him. We can help him. We can do a full consultation. Reach out, caller, and for the low price of... (laughs) 99.99 ninety nine ninety nine <laughs> per hour, exclusions apply. surcharges apply as well. Um, you know, we can help you totally rebrand. We're brand strategists over here.
1: Yeah, we can help you build the pitch deck for your dating life and 100%. help you position a positioning deck for your dating life.
0: We're gonna PDF that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's another problem solved. solved. Hey, did you like that episode?
1: Well, if you did, please rate it five stars on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to this episode.
0: And make sure to come back every Wednesday for brand new episodes of The Problem Solvers.
1: See you then.